What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Strong food from the scriptures. We ask the Father for the wisdom, the knowledge, and understanding in the name of his son, Yahusha. As we go through this mature bread, see there's milk in the word, and there's meat, strong food. And in these last study and this study, you're going to have to be able to handle the strong food. We use the scriptures translation, and that's 1998 version. Follow along with us in the scriptures. And as you know, strong food from the scriptures, we always go to Ibram, chapter 5, verse 14, to remind us what we're doing here in strong food and how we can partake of this strong food. So Ibram, chapter 5, verse 14 says, But solid food is for the mature whose senses have been trained by practice to discern both good and evil. And as we know, as we've learned over the many studies that we've done, this is not talking about to know the difference between good and bad, doing good things and bad things. Some would have you think that that's what it is, but that's not what it is. What that verse is referring to is what is good in the eyes of Yahuwah, our Father, and what is useless in the eyes of Yahuwah, and useless to the kingdom, and things that Yahusha never did. So there's a difference. So in order to go forward into strong food or strong meat in the scriptures, uh, you must be able to discern, and you do that through the Spirit, by the way. We humans have no power, no abilities. It isn't through human effort. It's through the Spirit being able to speak to us, and that's what the practice and the training is about is so that we can practice and get trained and learn. Are you really listening to the spirit of Yah? Or are you listening to your spirit? Or are you listening to an evil spirit? You understand? And how do you discern that? Well, by practice, by learning, by the scriptures, by what Yahusha did. 
and then neither will thou suffer thine holy one. The word is, um, you know, the right one, the sacred one, um, the set-apart one, which is what it should say. Um, you know, the set-apart, the word holy, of course, is pagan. But your anointed one, the one that did as you told him to do while walking the earth. So you're not going to allow... Yahusha to experience to see their body decay. See, two different things being talked about there. The body, flesh, and the soul. David. Okay. So, he knew Yahuwah had shown him he would not have to stay in prison of the dead forever. And before I continue, I really do need to go over to, so we can make sure we know, <laughs> uh, we can go over to, um, and of course, Kiefer's speaking here, right? So I want us to go over to the book of Peter or Kepha, as you know, it should be called. Turn with me to First Kepha, chapter 3. Hold your place there in Acts. I just want you to see this, that um, this is what happened. This is where David was. This is what, and we'll, you know, go through that when we go through Acts later. Um, but right now I want you to see Kepha speaking about the same thing and giving you a little bit more detail in 1st Kepha chapter 3. Let's pick it up in 18. Because even Messiah once suffered for sins. That's right, he was put on the stake. The righteous for the unrighteous to bring you to Elohim having been put to death indeed in the flesh. So yeah, he was put on the stake. See, that's what had happened. These men had caused him to die, but made alive in the spirit, but made alive. So what we're going to find out, and we did find out last time what happened, that he received an immortal soul right at that point and an incorruptible body. So, but made alive in the spirit in which also he went and proclaimed unto the spirits in prison. That's right. When he was dead, he went to those that were in prison. Who was in prison? The dead people that were waiting in prison. That's where David was now return to Acts. So now you see that he preached to those that had died and were in hell, like David, waiting as David was. Now go back to Acts, and I want us. So David was happy because he knew he'd end up in hell because he was a murderer, but he knew that he was going to have a way out someday. Twenty-eight. 
Acts chapter 2. And it says, You have made known to me the ways of life. David still speaking. You shall fill me with joy in your presence. So David was shown how one would get or receive eternal life. See, that's what it says. You have made known to me the ways of life. That's eternal life. That means immortal soul. David knew there was a way to get an immortal soul and that Yahusha was going to receive an immortal soul and that, guess what? And we'll find that out later on in Acts but that this Yahusha was actually a descendant, meaning a son of David. It was, it was from his own flesh and blood. That's right, which is an, another amazing thing. It was through this one that was at the right hand of Yahuwah. This is what David was seeing. He was seeing the future events of Yahusha sitting at the right hand of Yahuwah Elohim, the Father. I just think that's so amazing that David was shown that. So now you know David was in hell waiting and Yahusha came and showed him the way out. He didn't know what was going to happen, but he knew it was going to happen. And he knew who was going to do it. And he would see him one day, and that would be his son, Yahusha. I want us to look at a few verses. First of all, go to the gift of Yah. The gift of Yah, chapter 7 Verse 14, and if you're doing the journey with us, this is our scripture verse, uh, part of our scripture verse for the journey. Um, and it's important to understand. So, you know, listen to that study to find out more about what this verse, these verses 13, 14 actually say. But we're just going to look at 14 because it talks about the way to eternal life. So, Yahusha speaking while walking the earth, because the gate is narrow and the way is hard-pressed or well-traveled, which leads to life, eternal life. And what does it say? And there are few who find it. Now, I'm just going to go over it a, a second here. This word narrow means that there's obstacles all around this gate. The gate is the way, you know, you have to walk through that gate to receive eternal life. And there's obstacles all around this gate, except for one little path one little way and you can get confused in those obstacles to try to get through that gate but there's only one path through that gate and few find it and the obstacles many today 
you know, they're uh, finding their ways uh, through that gate to eternal life, they think, uh, you know, many different ways. I was just talking to some people, and they were telling me that those of the Old Testament got through that gate because they kept the covenants. <laughs> That's, there's only one way through that gate, and we know that way. And let's we're going to confirm that with what we're looking at here in the next few minutes. So, is there many ways, you know, through that gate to eternal life, to get eternal life? Let's go to 25, uh, Gift of Yah, chapter 25, the Gift of Yah, and see what Yahusha says there. And, you know, I, I like chapter 25. So, chapter 25, verse 46 but I want us to read 44, but first let's read 46. I want us to see something from the beginning, but 46. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into everlasting life. One of the things that we do as mature believers um, spiritually growing is to find out what is useless and part of what is useless is bad translations or things that shouldn't be translated the way that they are which cause error on the part of many which this verse could do that so you see they look at this into everlasting punishment see See, 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 you're going to burn in hell forever. No, that's not what those words say. Okay, the word everlasting is the word aeon or age. That's right. It's talking about this age. We're in the second age the third age, and we'll find out about that in a few minutes, about the what happens in the third age to these people if they stay on this path they're on. The second age, which is what we are in, this age, during this age, they were in a punishment. The word punishment, eh, that word should really, you should actually say um, condemned or judged guilty or you know not able to get the second part of this verse <laughs> so that's what it's talking about during this age these people and that's why we're going to go back up to 44 in a minute these people are going to be judged guilty during this age. Not everlasting torment nonsense that they say. Talking about this age, things change at the end of this age. So, that's the first part. Make sure you don't fall into the trap. Become spiritually mature to understand listening to the right spirit. Oh, the devil would love you to think that the Father enjoys throwing people, um, you know, in hell burning forever as soon as they die. But that's not 
the way the Father is. Nor would I want to be a part of any place that has that. But, so, Yahusha speaking, there's one that you're going to be held accountable during this age. But the righteous into everlasting life. Again, during this age, the righteous will receive their immortal soul. That's right. So there are some that are going to continue to get, you know, be put on the side with the goats. They're going to be put on the same or in the same category as Satan and his angels during this age, during the thousand years of teaching. But there's going to be a group that actually is going to be like Messiah, Yahusha, and will receive eternal life, which means an immortal soul. So we see there that you've got to fix the trouble with the translation, but once you do that, you understand that um, you know you have the ones that are still held accountable for what they've done, and then you've got the ones that are no longer held accountable. They're considered righteous. They're considered clean. They're considered covered under the blood, which is the point of Yahusha. And when he returns, they receive their immortal soul. We'll look at that. But I wanted to show us, go here to verse 44. I want you to see, see, this is when Yahusha returns and sets up his kingdom. This is the beginning of the thousand years. So who doesn't receive eternal life? So believing is good. Yeah, believing is good. But remember, we learned that you have to continue to believe that Yahusha's the Messiah, that he's the one that you're following in order to, you know, receive eternal life meaning your immortal soul. And if you don't, then you're going to fall in the category of this first group here, which they are, while he's on earth, held accountable for their sins. Absolutely. And 44, I'm just going to go over it for a second. Then... This is Yahusha speaking regarding this group. Then they also shall answer him saying, Master, or, you know, leader, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not serve you? Wow. People say, see? Flesh, flesh, flesh stuff. Well, he's not talking flesh stuff. Then he shall answer them saying, Truly, I say to you, insofar as you did not do it to one of the least of these, these meaning in the kingdom, the brethren, our jobs, you did not do it to me. You understand? So guess what? 
Part of following the Messiah is doing like he did, which was to help the brethren. He helped Israel. He helped um, Judah. He taught them. He healed them. He took care of them, provided them with things that they needed for the flesh spiritually, which is what he was showing us. He never took care of the flesh fleshly. So he isn't talking about giving somebody a coat. He never told, he, you never saw him hand his jacket over to somebody else because they didn't have a jacket. You never saw him give somebody some food. You know, there was there was a lot of people that were hungry in those days that, you know, just was hanging on the side of the road. You know, those guys that were at the temple, they had their hand out for stuff. You, you never saw him give them anything like food or anything or even money. He didn't do that. No. See, that's flesh things. But what you did see is him take care of the flesh needs spiritually for Israel while he walked the earth. And that's our example. And that's what this is talking about. It's not talking about feeding the brethren or giving them some clothes or taking care of the homeless or any of that stuff. This is number one talking about the brethren. And so how do you get into eternal, um, you know, how do you get into the kingdom? How do you get through that gate how do you receive an immortal soul is by doing these spiritual works for the brethren you see so don't listen to the nonsense that they teach today so let's go to um johanan so believing is not all believing is the access but believing in Yahushua is only the first step. There's a process after that. That if you're found not doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're following what some uh, pastor or preacher or whatever has told you, um, then you're not following the Messiah anymore, are you? So go to Yohanan or John chapter 6. I mean, go to 3 first for me. And I want you to, we're talking about who receives the immortal soul who receives an immortal soul so we just learn there in the gift of yah that you receive an immortal soul at the return of yahusha when and if you're doing spiritual works on earth it's not a free ride in other words so let's see what it says here in 16 this is another one just so you know and going back to what we saw there in um the gift of yah Chapter twenty five forty six concerning um, eternal punishment or everlasting punishment. Let's see if this says the same thing. Sixteen says, and this is what it's all about. For Elohim so loved the world that he gave his only begot or brought forth son, so that everyone who believes in him should not perish so you have to be able to believe in him you, there's you there but that's not the only thing we just saw that we saw that you have to do works believing is the gift you either get that or you don't and then you got to do some works while you're living on this earth for the brethren 
But what does it say here? Believes in him should not perish. Do you know what this word perish means? The word perish means to destroy fully. No more out of existence, see you later, alligator, not eternal or everlasting torture, burning in fire, no. See, that's what happens in the lake of fire is perishing, destruction, destroyed, no more, okay? And so, so if you believe, if you have access to believing, that's the purpose that he sent his son here on earth so that those that lived on earth could believe, had the ability to believe because he gave it to them. So if they continued to believe, so if you turn, you know, he gave you the ability to believe and then you turn from following him, guess what? You're not believing him anymore, are you? So who are you actually following? Think about it. But if you continue to believe, um, should possess everlasting life. So there's two choices here. This is what's going to happen. You're either going to receive an immortal soul and live forever with the Father and the Son in eternity, or you're going to be put out of existence. You're going to be destroyed. No more as if you never were. The people who are living in eternity will not remember you. They won't be seeing you tormented and all that baloney stuff they say. No. You understand? See? There's two things. You either get eternal life or you get eternal death, meaning out of existence. So you don't get eternal life and get tormented for that eternal life. It, it, see, it doesn't say that. It says eternal death. Bye. See ya. No more. Out of existence. Perish. Destroy fully. Or eternal life. Don't be fooled. So how do you get eternal life? Well, you have to have access to believing. You have to have been given the gift to believe in Yahusha. So David was shown how one would get or receive eternal life. It was through this one that was at the right hand of Yahuwah. You see, that's how you get eternal life, believing in this one. I want you to go to... John chapter 6, a couple of verses over, Yohanan chapter 6, verse 33. And this is going to bring us back to the narrow gate. Okay? There's only one way. Not the covenants, keeping covenants or whatever stuff people believe. There's only one way to receive immortal an immortal soul. Uh, verse 33 tells you, and Yahusha is speaking, for the bread of Elohim, the bread of Elohim, is he who comes down out of the heavens and gives life to the world. You see, Yahusha 
was that way, that life, that bread. I am the bread of life. See? Without him, you can't get through that gate. There is no other way through the gate or how you receive eternal life at all. I want you to turn over with me um, to the Corinthians again. And uh, I want you to go with me to the Corinthians chapter 15, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. And I want you to see with me um, I want you to see with me and it's talking about two different bodies. Remember we talked about that? David was talking about his soul and he was also talking about the body, flesh body of Yahusha. So, let's pick it up in verse 50. And it says, And this I say, brothers, that flesh and blood is unable to inherit the reign of Elohim. Neither does corruption inherit incorruption. So, the body, see, that corruption part, the body that is in the ground that you buried and die and it decays the father doesn't take that dust and change it into a incorruptible body <laughs> you're done with that flesh flesh is gone see okay so you understand see i speak a secret to you there's people that actually believe a lot of them, I think, brethren, that actually believe that the dust will, you know, come back to life and be changed, be changed into some kind of an incorruptible body. I don't know. See how Satan gets people. We shall not all sleep. That's right. We're not all going to die. That's what he's talking about. But we shall all be changed. That's right. There's a change change coming when does that change come we just read about the the arrival of yahusha and he's going to give some immortal souls life and he's going to get have others being still guilty during this age for their sins they're still going to be in judgment and what does it say 52 if you're interested this is what that was talking about in the gift of Yara, Matthew 25, the return. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, meaning instantly, at the last trump, which of course is the seventh trump, so if you're interested in that, go to the book of Revelation. For the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible. So, those that have died now remember up above remember up above it says that the dust of the earth is not going to be pulled back together to make 
incorruptible bodies. No, it's not going to happen. But it does say the dead shall be raised incorruptible. So guess what? The dead are going to have incorruptible bodies. Absolutely. And we shall be changed. We're going to also have incorruptible bodies. What does that mean? No flesh. For this corruptible has to put on incorruption. Absolutely. Flesh, as it said, flesh and blood will not inherit the kingdom of Elohim, as some believe. But that's the first part. Remember, David was talking about soul and body. There's two different bodies. Two things inside of you. One is what you see, the flesh. The other is that what you don't see, that's your being, that's your soul, that's who you are. You understand? And that's the second part here. And this mortal, which means your soul, can die in the lake of fire who is the first one raised so that he would not his soul would not die in the lake of fire was Yahusha he was made immortal and he could not die in the lake of fire he was the first one to receive that first fruits and so we all if we're headed to you know eternity we're going to put on immortality. We're going to receive a soul that does not die. What does that mean? Eternal life. Not perishing. Not destroyed. So the mortal soul will perish and die in the lake of fire. So we see through this man's sense Yahusha, to earth, by Elohim, we can, we have the ability, if we're given the gift of faith by Elohim, and he chooses, not us, to receive eternal life because of him, only one way through that gate, and that's through him. Other than him, you ain't getting through the gate which means to receive an immortal soul. And so that's what Kepha is telling them that David saw. David saw that one day he was going to receive an immortal soul. He was going to live with Yahusha. He was going to live with Yahuwah. He was going to have his sin forgiven of murder that he committed while he was in the flesh and that completes this study of strong food from the scriptures hello it is ryan and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day couldn't we just to make up for things like sitting in traffic doing the dishes counting your steps you know all the mundane stuff that is why i'm such a big fan of chumba casino chumba casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere with daily bonuses that should brighten your day a little actually a lot so sign up now at chumbacasino.com 
That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.